Riverside. And we're back with another season, season two of Pick'em. Last year it was Pick'em with Dan and Dave. This year we've added a third member to our group. Welcome to the group, Mike. Thank you. So, Dave, how was uh, how was your summer? Good summer. Uh, I've been looking forward to football season coming back and had a good start to the season with a good game last night. So, That was a great game last night. We'll briefly touch on it. Uh, Chiefs-Lions last night, you know, quick assessment without bashing my team too much. Uh, looked like a couple rusty teams that made a lot of mistakes, receivers struggling to hold on to the ball. But all in all, you couldn't ask for a better game to start the season. I just wish the outcome would have been about a point different. But, uh, boys, any other thoughts on last night's shenanigan? Something that comes to my mind. Any given Sunday, well, in this case, it would have been Thursday. Yep. Any given Thursday. Yep. Dave? Well, I was just going to say it looked like uh, the receivers were catching a different ball out there. So, <laughs> it was just kind of struggling on both sides. But, overall, good game. And the Lions kind of held up to the hype they, they had to start the year. Pick six changed that game on a ball that – Went right through his hands, ended up getting tipped. Uh, a ballsy fake punt by Dan Campbell and the Lions inside their own 20. And then uh, some questionable third and short calls from the Chiefs. Really decided that mm-hmm. game if you if you want to put three points on it. So. <laughs> Let's talk about Eric again and me not being there last night. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hopefully Nagy can figure out some of those third and short. I know that we don't like running the the QB sneak, but it might be time to run a couple of them. But uh, All right, so for this week's podcast, we don't really know what to think of the spreads. We talked back and forth. There's a lot of good matchups coming into the week, but uh, we want to get a little more homework on these teams, and we'll watch back week one before we get together next week. But – we wanted to take the time. There's a lot of interesting win totals that Vegas had put out, and we pulled these as of Wednesday for these NFL teams, and we're just going to go down all 32 of them. We'll spend more time on others than most, as uh, we have our talking points on them. But interesting year. A lot of divisions projected very close, and uh, – I would say a couple surprises, at least when I was looking at these for the first time, of where that win total landed. Some that I think uh, could be easy wins on the over and decent amount easy wins on the under. So um, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to start with the AFC East. We're going to go all through the AFC, then we'll hit up the NFC. So AFC East, starting with the team with the lowest win total, that would be the New England Patriots at six and a half. Um, I'll start it here. To me, I feel like that number is low. Bill Belichick will find a way to put that team together. I had them somewhere in the eight ballpark, maybe nine, realistically, probably eight. So for me, I'm going to take the over on the path six and a half. 
Mike? Yeah, I can jump in here. Um, so I think uh, when it comes to the Pats, I think that you know six of their games was going to be against the AFC East. I really think that they go with six to be honest with you. Against the AFC East teams, I think that they can probably win half of the remaining games um, that they play. So I think it's really close to 6.5. Um, if I had to lean in either direction, um, I'm going to go six. So I'm actually going to go a little bit under on this one. Um, I, I think that they get beat up in this division and you know, maybe win half of the other All right, so we're split here, Dave. What do you got? Yeah, I'm on the uh, same page with Mike. I think the number's really good. I was thinking around six wins. It could kind of go either way, but strong division, and I don't really have much else to say about it. I just kind of see him around that six mark. Perfect. Next up, both the Jets and the Dolphins are at nine and a half, and uh, I'm on the same page for both of these. I think there's a lot of hype around that Jets team with a – a lot of players that are aging, we know that they went all in. It is this year or bust. Um, but like you said with the Pats, it's a tough division. They still have a fairly tough schedule. A lot of primetime matchups. And yes, Aaron Rodgers will be under center there. But there's a lot of unfamiliar. Uh, Hackett's his offensive coordinator. A lot of familiarity with Green Bay. But that doesn't carry over to the rest of the offense. With the Jets, I'm going to go under. With the Dolphins, it, it's all going to be dependent on if Tua can stay healthy. And Tua stays healthy, this, is, this goes over. I don't see him staying healthy for a whole year, though. After last year, and where he could barely walk out of a game. So for both of these, I am going to go under the 9.5 mark for the Jets and Dolphins. Dave, I'll kick it over to you. Okay, um... I'm on the opposite end with the Jets. I, I There is a lot of hype between the Jets and Miami. I just think this defense is too loaded. Aaron, Rod- Even though he had a kind of an off year, they say, last year, he's still Aaron Rodgers. They might be a little sloppy to start the year, but I think this Jets team could win the division, so I'm going to take the over in the win total. Uh, I'm going to go under in Miami because I just, I don't know, that team is so skeptical. I mean, Tua being hurt. The defense is very streaky. I mean, they gave up 30-some points to the Bears last year. Um, I just I, – I, it's just a weird total, and I think the total is correct. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Miami kind of slumps this year, so I'm going to take the under there. And I do think the Jets are going to win this division. All right. Mike? Yeah, I'm talking with Dave on this one. I think on the Jets, uh, you know, the defense kind of held them up all year long, if you think about it, last year. And – they were in it till the very end, um, and now being able to put up some offense uh, with Aaron Rodgers, uh, Cook. Uh, I'm, I'm with Dan, though. Um, I do think that the chemistry is going to take a little bit of time. Um, I also think that Aaron Rodgers is going to provide some drama there, uh, whether that's good drama or bad drama. Um, and then for Miami, I think that uh, I think people stay healthy this year. I think that you see a surprise uh, with Miami. Um, I still think that the Bills win the division, but. I'm actually going to go over on both of these. Uh, I, I'm thinking 10 wins for either one of them, and maybe an 11, uh, depending on, on what happens in the season. All right, to the projected division winner, and I think that between the three of us, two of us are somewhat on the same page, but I see this division very differently. 
The Bills are projected at 10.5 on the odds. I I think that this could be one that we've seen, at least in my opinion, the AFC West of the last couple years, where this is wrapped up by the beginning of December. Uh, I think that the Bills run away with this division this year. Uh, they look sloppy in preseason, but we all know that preseason you don't show your cards. Um, the Bills, 10.5, I had them going into looking at the schedule at 12, so pretty easy over for me there. It gives me a little buffer uh, from what I was looking at. But I'll take the Bills over 10.5, and, and let's start with Mike this time. Yeah, I think that they split against the Jets in conference. I think they split against Miami. I think they sweep the Pats. Uh, they probably have some uh, games down the road. Uh, you know, the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Uh, a couple other tough opponents. I think they play the Bengals again this year as well. Um, but I'm with you, uh, Dan. I think uh, I have them as losing uh, four games all season. So I actually have them at uh, 13 games this, this year. So uh, again, to your point, I think they run away with it. I think this is Josh Allen's year. Dave? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. We're all kind of waiting on the year that the Bills um, kind of take off. Like last year, they were projected to be a Super Bowl winner, I believe. Um, and Allen was pretty sloppy with turnovers. But I'm not saying this team won't be good. They're going to be very good. It's definitely going to come down between the Jets and the Bills in my mind. Uh, I kind of got them both around 11 wins, kind of battling it out at the top. Uh, so I will take the over thinking they're going to finish at 11. I know it's kind of risky, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right, so that is our thoughts on the AFC East. And let's go over to the AFC North. This is a, a division projected to be really tight. Uh, kind of a, a toss-up last year. Mm -hmm. And surprising with one of the teams that are in it. it very well could be a toss-up this year as well. Low total for this one is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is at eight and a half uh, going into the season. And Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. He's wow. been 500 or better since he's been there. Wow. To me, that streak continues. He'll finish with nine, and we'll take the over there. Dave? Um, yeah. Um, I, I kind of like this this pit group. Um, I, I'm definitely going to take the over here. I think potentially could have a run at maybe the division. Their defense is going to be really good. Um like on the quarterback's name, uh, kid from uh, like I was saying, either way, he's looked really good in preseason. I think he's grown, he's got a full year under his belt, and he's got some weapons. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have them at around you know anywhere from nine to 11 wins, but uh, it should be a really fun uh, division to watch. Yeah, I'm with both of you. I think uh, Pittsburgh gets the over here. I think with uh, Pickett, and you have Pickett as a receiver, you have Burner Move, you have a lot of offense, you have a lot of young talents. Uh, to your point, Dave, just being able to gel one here, um, I think their defense is always good, right? So I think we're going to see an exciting uh, season mm -hmm. uh, for Pittsburgh. So I got him at nine wins. Dave, what you drinking? It sounds refreshing. Sorry, I'm having a little Starbucks. Oh, nice. A little starts. Did you get your PSL? Yeah. Not a boy. No. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Browns. The Browns are at nine and a half where we've got them. This is – I can't get behind this team at all. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, 
I think that they're sloppy. I don't like their roster makeup. So pretty simple. I think that they do finish in the bottom of the division again. And I'll take the under, the nine and a half here. Dave? Yeah, um, this team could be, you know, the one team that surprises everyone this year. I I am going to take the under um, just because Watson played some time last year and he looked terrible for whatever the five or six games. Uh, he's yet to come back and prove that he can still play at a high level, even though we know he can. Um, he does have some weapons. They do have the most – probably most consistent running back in the league. Um, but I just haven't seen it yet, so give me the under. But I could see them having a good year. Yeah, I think this one's going to be under. Um, I think Watson does do better this year. Um, but I don't think Watson stays healthy. I think about Watson in their post. So uh, I, I, um, mm-hmm. I have to I don't see them going very far, especially in this jam packed division. I feel like this mm-hmm. this Watson contract in a few years will look back at one of the worst contracts yeah. in the league. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, two teams, both at ten and a half. Looking like Vegas thinks it's going to be just down to the wire. More than likely, the Week 18 Sunday night game. I don't see it that way. But uh, the Ravens and Bengals, both at 10.5. Joe Burrow last night, huge contract extension. $55 million a year cap hit. That, that, that's good for this year. But you're really banking on that cap going up a lot. And they'll structure it how they need to. But with the guaranteed money how it is, they don't have a lot of room to restructure that deal. Uh, Ravens, always a good team. Smash mouth defense. Lamar Jackson's always going to put you in a good position. Uh, Burrow and the Bengals, good teams. Um, This is one that I have the Bengals winning the division somewhere in that 13 to 14 mark, but the Ravens not far behind them. This is one to me, it was pretty easy to mark both of them as overs. Mike? Yeah, uh, with you. I think uh, both are over. Uh, actually, I'm going to call the Ravens the winning position here. Though. Um, I think that the Bengals are, are going are gonna, to um, have trouble this year staying healthy, and whether that's you know, Joe Burrow or, or Jamar Chase or T.J. Giddings, I I just don't see them all staying healthy this year. And I think that um, I think Lamar has a huge comeback year this year. Uh, and I think you're going to see him surprise some people. Um, so I have the Ravens winning in the division, but I have overs on both of these teams at 11 or 12 points. All right, Dave. Ravens and Bengals, both at 10 and a half. Um, I am on the same page as Mike. Um, I have the Ravens winning the division. Uh, I have Lamar coming back and making a potential race to the MVP this year. Yep. Um, but I do have a sicko kind of prediction here. I do have the Bengals under. Um, oh. I do think that they might struggle with some injuries. Um, it might be 10 wins. So it might be only half a game. But I, I see them under the 10 and a half, and I see them losing the division this year. Oh, that would make New Year's very interesting. <laughs> Yes, it would. All right. 
Off to the AFC South. The dumpster fire of a division. Texans and Colts, both in the basement at six and a half. And uh, this is one I don't know where to go with it. I think that the Texans could be good. D'Amico Ryans, he'll get that defense going. So just for shits and giggles, I'm going to go Texans with the over six and a half wins. The Colts, I have absolutely no respect for that ownership and what they're doing right now. I think that they're going to end up with the number one overall pick. Very well could be a 1-16 in season. So pretty easy under call on that one for me. So over on the Texans, under on the Colts. Dave? Yeah, um, we're on the same page here. I don't think the Colts are going to have that quite of a bad season, but um, I think the Texans could, you know, they showed some pretty good defensive moments last year. Um, I have them going over. It's going to be close. It just depends if uh, their rookie can get kind of settled in and, and be ready to go by week three or four, being not, you know, not making stupid mistakes mm-hmm. uh, offensively. But the Colts is just a such a question mark around Richardson. And, you know, obviously he's a good player, but – He's never thrown to NFL defenses and how many times he's going to turn the ball over. And, and, you know, if they can only, you know, I don't know all the guys he's got. I know it's like Pierce and Pittman, but, you know, if he can't only rely on Pittman and we'll just see how that offense looks. But I got them going under, but I think it'll be close. It'll be five or six wins. Yeah, with both of you, I think Colts are uh, going to be under. I think we're going to win games all year. I think the quarterbacks are going to struggle. Um, be able to fast farm your role, uh, which happens to a lot of rookies. Um, and then I think that the Texans overperform. I really do. I love their coaching staff. I love their grit. Um, it was some really, really tough games against some really tough teams last year at the very end. Uh, and I think you see that moment kind of run into this year. Uh, I think you've, uh, the Texans surprised some people right out of the gate, um, and they kind of slowed down a little bit, but I still think it's fantastic. To the Tennessee Titans, a team that we really don't know what to think of from year to year at seven and a half for the season. Um, I think Mike, Mike variable is a good enough coach that he'll have that team competitive. Um, it's hard to bet against him and how much that team believes in him. When you watch them on the football field, uh, I think this one's going to be close, but, uh, I'm going to go over their seven and a half mark. Uh, in this one for the Titans. Mike, follow yeah, up? Yeah, um, the Titans defense is always so stout. I mean, we, we've watched them so many times in the Arrowhead, and they are a, a super aggressive young team. Um, I think with Ryan Tannehill just being kind of the journeyman quarterback that he is, uh, they kind of re- uh, replaced AJ uh, with Seahawk uh, this year. Great. Um, and then you still have uh, Derek Henry and Warren Bells. Um, I think that they're going to be a uh, ground and pound sort of team. Defense is pretty key. I actually have them uh, over as well. I have them in the this year. Dave. Yeah, I got them over as well. Um, I think just behind, you know, having Henry and now Hop and Tannehill is obviously not our favorite quarterback, but he's going to have at least – you know, six to eight weeks where he looks pretty solid. Um, he's going to be able to move the ball for him. As long as he doesn't get hurt and those rookies come in, that, that's the only way that uh, the total scares me. 
Um, but the defense can just be mediocre, and, and they'll be able to compete with most teams in the league. So I see them going over that total. Quick question, Nanda and Dave. Um, is Malik Willis starting, or is, is it Tana Hill this year? What, it's Malik Willis. It is Malik. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is Malik? Yeah. Okay. I do believe. Uh, I'm going I'm to wow. I know at the end of the year. Uh, Are you sure about that? I'm verifying as we talk, but go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, I think either way, um, I think that, you know, I actually like Brian Hannah a little bit better than Malik Willis just because I think that uh, Hannah Hill's more yeah. of a manager. I think that Malik's a little bit of a wild card, um, so you may continue to see a little bit of a controversy and work back on that side. But mm. I still think that they're over. I am incorrect. It will Tana be Hill's projected 240. Yeah. <clears throat> in a contract year. If you yeah. listen to the show last year, you'll know that I have a secret love for this team. Projected at nine and a half wins, your <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars will win 12 games, will walk away with this division, and uh, they'll be resting in week 17 and 18 as they cakewalk the AFC South. Mike? Very nice. Uh, with you, I think that they have a big year. I think that they win 12 games. Um, I think that Trevor and Travis and Ian really start to come together. You see more of a Tien uh, kind of make his mark. They have some great wide receivers, uh, great young talent. And I really do truly believe in Trevor Lawrence. I think that he's going to be one of these guys we've talked about for a while. Uh, he's here to stay. Um, so, yeah, they're over right now. Dave. Okay, this is my second sicko. I have them under. This is not to take away anything from uh, Trevor Lawrence. I do think he's going to be a superstar, and he's already kind of starting to prove that. Uh, they got Ridley this year, who's a good, nice addition. Uh, ETN's been solid. He can kind of be injury-prone. Um, I saw a point the other day. It's like, and obviously the team's been rebuilding and stuff like that, but it's like, They've had like one winning season in the last whatever, how many years? And and last year, it, it was last year, I believe they were nine and eight. But how about all those games that they were down big time and came back and won? I know a win's a win. Um, but they, I mean, they were down for a reason. I just kind of see them, I see them maybe sneaking through the division. It's going to be either them or the Titans. I, I have them at like eight to nine wins. It's kind of the surprise one. I'm kind of taking a risk, but I'm going to take them in the under. And uh, I hope they prove me wrong. So do you see this division similar to the NFC South last year where the Buccaneers won it with an 8-9 and nine record? Yes, I see it very it's, – it's going to be like a 500 record wins it, I think. All right. Let's go to the AFC West. The, the Las Vegas Raiders. Projected to come in at the basement once again. Six and a half wins for the Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo. I do not feel is the answer. I did hear an interesting stat, though. His career years are in odd number years. He gets injured in even number years. Look at the last, hmm. like, five seasons. It is an odd numbered year. I, I, I just don't see it down there. Devontae's not happy. Josh McDaniels, 
probably gets fired somewhere around the beginning of November. And uh, I'm going to go under for the Raiders. They're hosting the Super Bowl, but they will not be in it. Dave? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got them under here. It's sad because, I mean, I guess they don't have a, a whole lot of talent. But, uh, you know, we've seen Garoppolo play well. He's getting old, but he's, you know, if he gets hurt, I don't even know who their backup is. They got rid of that Stidham kid who's actually pretty good. Um, so I don't, I don't know who they'd rely on if Jimmy G's out. Um, yeah, it's going to come down to if Josh Jacobs can run for like 400 yards and, you know, Devontae Adams can catch every ball in his, in a, in a area within him, but I got him going under this season and another uh, disappointing result in the division. Mike. All right. Flip the switch here. Uh, I got the Raiders over here. Um, I think with Devontae. He's drunk. <laughs> I think with Jimmy G uh, being a game manager, um, to your point, Josh Jacobs being the NFL rusher, uh, rushing leader last year, and then Devontae, I think it's a solid core. Um, I think that they squeak out on enough games. I think they get to seven this year. Um, and I don't think that they're going to be in the cellar this year. It's pretty sad when you see more social media pre- presence from a practice squad player's wife than the team itself. And Isaac Rochelle. <laughs> Next up is Broncos country. Let's cry. Let's rap. <laughs> Eight and a half wins, Vegas has the Broncos at. Sean Payton, to me, will resurrect Russell a little bit. Um, still got them coming in the number three spot in the division. They're just not together yet. They are bound to have massive injuries somewhere along the stretch. That's just been the Denver Broncos the past few years. Um, Probably one of the best things to happen to that team, though. Sad to say is John Elway no longer being a part of that front office. The new ownership ready to try to do something. I just think it's going to take another year or so uh, for that team to truly be competitive. So I'm going to go under again here for the Broncos. Dave? I'm taking the over. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, we've, we've seen how bad Russ was last year, but watch their defense most of the entire year keep them in games that they just shouldn't mm-hmm. be in. I mean, where Russ has got two or three picks and 150 yards, but they're only down a touchdown or a field goal. Um, that defense is legit. It shouldn't be much different. I'm thinking uh, Sean Payton kind of brings out the old Russ. I'm not saying, like, big-time Russ, but functional Russ, and I see him winning nine or ten games this year. All right, Mike. Yeah, these are the cellar dwellers. These are going to be. This is going to be the worst team in the AFC West. I'm sorry, this is going to be the worst team nearly in the AFC. They're going to be. They're going to be awful. They are just going to be freaking awful this year. They're going to win four or five games here. I got the under one percent in the cellar. The Chargers, nine and a half wins is where Vegas has them at. This is a line that I love. Um, I had him at 10, um, so it's going to be a close over down to one of the last weeks of the year to get us there, but uh, I'm going to go Chargers over. They're putting good pieces together. Um, Herbert is the answer for that team as of right now, and uh, they'll figure it out around him, and uh, I think the new OC, he got a bad rap in, in Dallas, but uh, 
fresh start may be good for that team. And uh, they're going to throw some points up. They're going to be a challenge. And uh, they're going to make a run at this division this year. So, Chargers over. Mike? Yeah, that's where I got him, too. Dave's got him over as well. No, you're good. Yeah, Yeah, I got him over. I've been waiting on Herbert to... Mike, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I just think Herbert will normally be here in the league. He's already proven himself. Mike Williams, uh, Keenan, uh, you know, that great run game. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think that's two weapons. Um, I think that they went along with their home games. Um, and I think that they might see the tough games. So I have them right now at the uh, 11th level in this year. Are they really home games, though? That's true. That's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> Dave, thoughts on the Chargers? <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the same page with Mike. Uh, too many weapons not to win, you know, 10-plus games this year and, and make a run at the division, even though it is a, a always a good division. Um, and that addition of Quentin Johnson, uh, I think he's a rookie that could really pop some eyes this year when Keenan Allen maybe gets injured again or, or if they're not getting as many targets, uh, him and uh, Mike Williams. He could come in and be a deep ball threat. So I see the Chargers uh, winning this division this year. Ooh, oh god, that's nasty. That's rude. Insubordinate and trolled. Sorry, boys. On to the Chiefs. Eleven and a half wins for them this year. Um, just gonna go ahead and say it. We're gonna go under. We're gonna have eleven. Uh, our receiving yep. core needs to figure it out. Uh, I think we do make the playoffs. Like I said, it's going to be a fight with the Chargers for the division. And uh, I do think Mahomes will end up playing his first road playoff game this year. I do not see the AFC running through Arrowhead as of right now. Those of you that listened last year, though, I said the same thing. We saw how that played out. I hope that I'm wrong. This is one that uh, I bet on again this year as a superstition. Just to hope I'm wrong. But uh, Chiefs under 11 and a half. And I'll give this one to Mike next. Yeah, I think that we've seen in the past once in a while, um, you know, after we lost Perry Hill and, you know, at least lose some key players, it's just going to take a while for them to get their chemistry back. I was really hoping that they were going to come out and pound the ball last night and give Pacheco an opportunity to, to open up the, the throwing mm-hmm. game through the run game. And it just did not happen. That Lions defense was just stingy on that line. Um, Neither here nor there. I think that the Chiefs win 11th as well. Um, I do have them over. I'm sorry, under. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see them in Jacksonville next week. I think if they go to 0-2, I think people are going to start to get concerned. But I think you're going to see a slow start for the Chiefs. I think a couple of years ago they started out maybe 1-2 and two or you know 2-3. and three, um, And we're at the bottom of the division with Denver for the first three or four weeks. And then they put it together. And they will. Um, and, and they'll be right there in the playoffs. And they'll be right there probably in the semis with the AFC Championship, but uh, to your point, just 11 wins this year, I think that they make it a strong uh, ending, And uh, but I don't want you, Dan, I don't think it goes through right this year. Dave? Yep, I'm on the uh, same page, 10 or 11 wins uh, in the playoffs. Um, I'm not worried about this team at all, even after last night. Obviously, they're, they might not have the most well-known wide receiver group, but they're, they all can play. You guys picked up Ricky, Richie James. I didn't know that. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a solid little player. 
Um, I, I was surprised that, uh, like like Mike said, like they didn't come out and just have Pacheco just kind of set the tone. And even if the D-line was good, uh, I was surprised by Clyde's uh, uh, touches last night. He got a, a mm-hmm. lot of touches um, compared to Pacheco. And we saw how good Pacheco was at the end of the year. Um, so hopefully that changes. Hopefully Nagy can kind of just be normal, be be you or whatever he says, and and uh, they'll they'll come around and and uh, obviously getting Kelsey back. Hopefully next week will open that offense up even more. I do want to talk about some encouraging signs though for that team last night. Yeah, first game of the year, really the first time the ones have played together for an extended period of time. Um, the drops are uncharacteristic for an Andy Reid offense. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a couple of tweets last night that used like the Lions background said Lions player of the game was Tony. Fair. Yeah. Um, but it is a young team. It's a very young defense. And for the most part, a pretty young offense. Not having Kelsey in there, I don't think we played awful. I thought we played what is the norm for the National Football League. And I thought our defense played very well without Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just work to do. You know, us here in Chiefs Kingdom, we've come to expect a standard that realistically isn't realistic for an extended period of time. You're going to have games you look normal. Mm-hmm. I think back to a couple of years ago, a game in Tennessee that we just got our dicks kicked in the whole game. And mm-hmm. came back pissed off. If you watched Mahomes' presser last night, visibly fuming. Yes. Um, and the accountability in that locker room, they'll figure it out. Uh, we're used to a historically slow start with the defense. I think they came on strong. Uh, that receiver room really needs to look in the mirror. Um because we talked about it at the beginning, there's three plays in my mind that change the momentum and define that game. And when they revolve around the receiving core, you've got to look in the mirror there. And once you do that, you'll be okay. So, can I can I just say yeah. that I was, I was go ahead, Dave. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Uh, I, was, I think they need to kick Chris Jones to the damn curb. I really do. I, I know that is not a popular decision here in Kansas City, um, but we already had players right now on the team that could make more money. You just saw Burroughs making more than Mahomes. How? Um, you have you know other tight ends that are making way more than Kelsey and wide receivers that are making way more than him, which he basically puts up wide receiver numbers. And they both you know basically restructured their contracts to make sure that they have a long run with Kansas City because they love being here. They love playing here. They love winning here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand like mm-hmm. you have to pay the players that are impactful players. But seeing Chris Jones in, in, in that seat last night, I just wanted to just go up and slap the shit out of him and just knock him out of his chair and say, get that lot here. Because I, I just – you can tell that he is really, really, really about himself and all of these dumb tweets that I've seen. It's just – I just did right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to, I know we're stuck here for a second and that's fine. I'm going to play the other side of that game. 
Every game that he sits, we get $1.2 million added to our cap room for next year because of lost game checks. If I'm Brett Veach, to me, I still hold all the leverage. You're not counting against, or technically you are counting against our cap right now. But you're helping me for next year when I have to start paying Cree. I have to pay Bolton. Um, I don't think you'll see Chris Jones get tagged because that cap hit will be somewhere in the 32 mark uh, based on this year's. But if he wants to sit, that's fine. Let's bump him right up to the trade deadline. That will give uh-huh. us somewhere around the room of 7 to $8 million added to next year's cap. So you want to play a game? Let's play a game. If I'm Chris Jones last night, I'm saying, oh, shit. Yep. My leverage might be gone. Kerloftis played incredible in his spot. Mm-hmm. We didn't get any sacks, but there was a ton of pressure on golf. That's one game. How That's about a Bolton? small sample size. Bolton. Jesus. Bolton. Mm-hmm. Love that man. Running over. But I'm with you that if this doesn't get resolved soon, if I'm Brett Beach, I've laid out my best and final, and then I'm going to trade you right at the deadline when I've gotten what I want out of you of more cap space for next year. Mm -hmm. Dan, what happens when you play speaker? You win dumb prizes. (laughs) Let's go on to the NFC. We talked about the Chiefs. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. No, you're fine. I was just going to say the Bears would like Chris Jones. I'm sure they would. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to take two. I think it's going to take two ones to get him. Yeah, probably. Or a one and a receiver. But uh, we'll see how this shakes out. If I'm Chris last night, like I said, I'm calling my agent like we need to figure this out. You want to be a chief. You've said publicly you want to be a chief as recently as Wednesday. So, we'll see what happens. NFC East. Love this division. It's one of my favorites. Mm. The Washington Commanders under new ownership. Thank God Dan Snyder is no longer a part of that franchise. They may actually go somewhere now. Six and a half wins is what Vegas has them at, and I'm just going to make it simple. Ron Rivera has to win this year. He has to put together a decent season to stay there, and I do love Ron Rivera and what he does for that football team. Um, was a little concerned out of training camp, the players saying that Eric Bieniemy runs too hard of a camp. No, he demands accountability, uh, and he wants you to play or practice how you're going to play. But six and a half wins for that team. I think that they will go over. There will be a different team in the cellar for the NFC East for me. Mike? Yeah, I think with the new coaching and then obviously having the enemy over there to get a little bit creative with offense, um, I'm with you, Dan. Uh, I have the rights to win in seven games this year. I think that they do sweep off over six and a half. All right, Dave. I have them under. Um, you know, they're starting Sam Howell, correct? Yep. Yeah, so I believe it'll be, I know he's not a rookie, but it'll be his first season. There's just too many, you know, fans and, you know, and uh, McLaurin is probably not going to play his first game. 
So weapon wise, not a whole lot. I just I hope they 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 go over for Rivera and what he does, but I don't see him going over the six and a half. On to the Giants. Danny Dimes, seven and a half wins. Daniel Jones is not the quarterback of the future for the New York Giants, in my opinion. Uh, this is the team I do have in the cellar for the NFC East, and I have them somewhere in that five to six range. Um, and probably making a quarterback change fairly early in the season there. So under for the Giants. For me, I'll turn it over to Dave. Yeah, I got him going under uh, after kind of that, that hype season last year. They played well. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jones was a stud last year. You can't can't deny that. No. Um, used his legs, was starting to throw over the field really well. He really just doesn't have many targets, I feel like. I mean, some of the same guys are back, but, um, I mean, Shepard's always hurt. You can't, I mean, is, is uh, Saquon going to stay healthy for an entire another year? Uh, the only good thing happening for them is, is Darren Waller. So, but I got mm-hmm. them going under. Mike. I'm going to flip it on you all on this one. Uh, I think that the Giants go over, and I think that they go over uh, considerably. Well, I guess I say considerably. I think that they win 90-10 games this year. Uh, I see them mm-hmm. being the Redskins, maybe a couple of times. I'm sorry, the Redskins. Oh, my gosh. The Commanders. Uh, maybe a couple of times. Commanders. Yes, I see them uh, beating the, the Dallas up a little bit, and then just looking at their schedule, they have you know, three or four kind of pitch games. Um, so I, I like Danny Dimes coming back and really showing his versatility at the end. I think they kind of puttered out at the end, but I do uh, think that it was his running ability and then Saquon staying healthy. And uh, did they, they picked up a big wide receiver this year, too. Who uh, was that? Picked up a lot to look on, on my end. But yep, uh, plain and simple, they go over, they went nine games this year. Those of you that listened last year, I have an absolute disgust for the Dallas Cowgirls and everything that <laughs> they stand for. Um, ten and a half wins is where Vegas has them at. I do have them under. I have them at ten wins. Um, I just don't know what they're doing down there. I think they actually did make a good decision of keeping Pollard over Zeke. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Dak led the league in interceptions. I don't see that changing. The defense is the shining star of that team. Uh, And they will win or lose on Dak's shoulders. And if he can't see where he's throwing that damn ball, it's not going to go well. We're going to see a lot of Jerry pouting uh, throughout the year. They'll start off with a win in New York on Sunday night. But uh, after that, that road gets a little bumpy, in my opinion. So, Mike? Yeah, they're under here. Um, in fact, I think that this is one of those years that just sets the fans completely uh, into orbit. I think that they win seven games all year long, and that you're going to see uh, a lot of people just... I, you know what's going to be interesting is that they're going to be probably a 500 team, you know, in between, like, you know, week 9 and week 10. They just picked up Trey Lance, and you know how the Cowboys fans are. Mm-hmm. If they're not winning, they want to change, and mm-hmm. Jimmy wants to change. And so um, I think you're going to see it. I, this is my hot take. I think you're going to see a quarterback controversy by the end of the year, and I think you're going to have Trey Lance come in there and see what he can do uh, in, in replacing Dak Prescott. Even after they just paid Dak? All right. Performance counts, buddy. 
performance matters. Dave, thoughts on the cowgirls? All right, boys, are are you ready? I'm ready. If you say over, I'm disowning I, you. Oh, I am going over, and I have them winning the division. And I think Jerry Jones is going to come close to what he really wants, if you know what I mean. Death? This is why. No. Okay, so we, we obviously know the talent on this team has been great. Obviously, they haven't performed to what they probably should. But Tony Pollard, I know he got hurt, but if he's – I'm assuming he's healthy and everything's going fine, he's going to start. If he is anywhere close to what he typically is, he's one of the best backs in the league. C.D. Lamb is unbelievable, and then they picked up uh, Brandon Cooks. Great addition. I mean, he could come in and get just as many touches as C.D. and, and do just fine. I see Dak getting that turnovers down. He'll still throw his picks. But I do see them going over here. The defense is always solid. And I think they are America's team this year. Did you throw up as you said that? Because I threw up hearing it. No, it actually felt great. And Dak is somehow my fantasy quarterback, which makes me want to puke. But I'm going to trust him. Let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles, or as some would also call them, the Georgia Bulldog defense. Um, They are projected at 11 and a half. Um, I have them winning this division. That's a damn good football team out there in Philly. Uh, The East does beat itself up. They will have a lot of tough games, uh, but I have them uh, with the NFC running through Philly uh, this year. Mike? Yeah, I think that it's, I think they go into Arrowhead 9-0 and in Week 10. Uh, I think it's Week 11. But 9-0 and going into Arrowhead, I think that they, they have Kansas City and the Bills back-to-back. I think they split one of those games. Um, and I think you see this team probably there's two to three games all year long. I think that they're the best record in football. I think that they confidently go into the NFC playoffs and, and 100% get to the NFC championship. Um, you know, whether they're playing the 49ers or, or another team, I see them in the Super Bowl this year as well, back to back Super Bowl. Dave. Under. Only by half a game. I got them at 11. It's going to be tight with the Cowboys. I do still have the Cowboys beating them out. They're going to be great. That defense will be exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see what Jalen Carter uh, can do on the front line. Um, I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're missing a lot of pieces from last year's team. I could be wrong. I know the running back core is a little different. Um, but it's just going to come down to Hurts if he can play at the same level he did last year. And I think he can, but I, I don't think he's going to play quite as good as he did last year, a few more turnovers. Uh, but this team should still be really good. On to the NFC North. Very questionable division this year. I do have a surprise winner in this division. Um, shut the, fuck up. <laughs> the Packers. Jordan Love takes over for Aaron Rodgers. Seven and a half wins is the projection. To me, this is a rough year for the pack and an under to, uh, to start off our assessment of the NFC North here. So, I'll go under seven and a half on on the pack, Mike. Yeah, I think this division gets beat up on under seven and a half as well. I don't think it's worth playing. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, 
you're under his belt, maybe they they Dave. I'm gonna go the over here. Um, I think there's too there's just too much bad talk on the Packers right now, and I think it very well could go the way that they're talking about him, but I mean he sat behind Rodgers. He came in last year a couple times, he's looked great. He looked good in the Philly game when he came down in the fourth quarter, or whatever. Um I'm just hoping that sitting behind Rodgers, obviously he's learned a lot of stuff. He can come out. Maybe those nerves won't be quite as much. Um, But this team could be anywhere from eight wins to potentially 10 to 11. I do see them making a run at the division. I just – Green Bay is Green Bay. They're going to find a way to get it done, and it pisses me off. (laughs) The Bears are also at seven and a half, and this is – Mike teased it here. I do see them fighting for this division. You basically have the Kansas City Chiefs salary cap manager as your GM. It's not basically. That's what he was um, for Kansas City. Made a ton of what I thought were good moves in the offseason with all that cap space that they had. They didn't just throw money at players just to try to get them. I think they were smart about how they built that roster up. The question mark as it was going into last year, is what will Fields do? Can he throw the ball Mm -hmm. more than he did? Or is he going to be a glorified running back? Um, Will they be able to consistently move the ball down the field? Passing yard-wise, they were the lowest in the league last year. By 23 yards a game, it wasn't really that close. But uh, with how that roster has been put together, I don't see a ton of weak points on it but I do think them and Detroit are going to battle it out to see who hosts that playoff game in the first round of the playoffs. So over. Dave, or no, I'm going to go to Mike, and then I'll let Dave talk about his boys for a while. Yeah, this is this is an easy one for me. This one's an over all day long. Uh, just looking at their schedule, you know, the pack, pack right, up, right out of the gate, the Bears uh, played the Bucks in week two. I think that's two wins, Broncos. Commanders, I mean, look at the schedule. The Vikings are, you know, whatever. The Raiders, I mean, the Saints, the Panthers, I mean. They, they, have, a, they have a fourth place schedule. Come on, come on. They, they easily go over uh, the total of seven and a half. I mean, it, this is a nine or ten uh, season. Dave, it's your boys. Love to hear it. Boys, you know, that makes me so happy that you guys are actually giving Chicago some respect this year. Um, I will not respect It doesn't them mean they earn my respect. Well, I hope not. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> anyway. But I do have them going over. Um, like Dan said, it really comes down to, to fields. And I do believe in him. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but... He's gotten better and better as the years have gone by. They said he's miles ahead where he was last year in, like, reading defenses and running the offense. So hopefully he's completely comfortable, and it's definitely going to be the year that will decide our future with him, I would think. Um, But I do love what Poles did with the linebacker core. He signed the kid from uh, Buffalo and got the kid from the Eagles for cheaper than what we would have signed Roquan for. So that was a massive win. Uh, This Roshan Johnson who sat behind B. John, I think he could be a big-time stud. Um, I'm, I'm thinking he could not be the RB1, but he's going to get a lot of touches as the year goes on. 
But, you know, I, I see this team as either literally like five wins or like 10 or 11. It could go either way. And, yep. and I hope they're in that 10 and 11, but I do see them making a push at the division. And hopefully Fields can continue to run, but also try and throw for, you know, over 3,000. Yeah. It'd be good to see. Like I said, I don't think Mike and I will respect them in week three. We will be at Arrowhead for that game. Um, but uh, outside of that, uh, I'm rooting for a good year for you. Let's go on to the Vikings. Eight and a half wins is where they're at. Um, I don't see it. Uh, I think them and the Packers do dwell towards the bottom of that division. The Lions and Bears separate themselves. So I'm just going to go under on the Vikings on this one. Dave? Um, yeah, I got them under. I I was kind of iffy on this one. Obviously, the, the offense can still be there. Their defense is pretty atrocious last year, and I hear it's even younger this year. So uh, there could be some question marks on that side of the ball. Uh, I'm not a Kirk fan, but he played well last year, and he's been pretty solid for the past few seasons. Uh, Jefferson's always insane. I think that Madison kid can do the same job that Dalvin Cook did. Um, but it's really the defense. Uh, the addition of Addison, I think, is monstrous, too. He's a stud. But I don't think the defense can hang in, and I got them going under. The Detroit Lions, or sorry, Mike. Yeah, just uh, pretty short and simple here. I think like last year they won 10 to 12 games by one score or less. Some of those games would be just being miraculous. I, I think that you see a lot of close games this year with the Vikes, but I think that they're on the other end of the stick this year. So I have, I actually have them under. I have them on sorry, I almost missed you there. Okay. Detroit Lions, nine and a half. They've already got one under their belt. Um I said this going into the season that I thought that they were going to be a team that would be trouble somewhere in that 10 to 11 mark is what I thought. Um, yes, they won last night's game. They have plenty to clean up as well uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, that is a team that, Dave, you've heard me say this a lot. They fight and they play for that coach. Say what you want about his opening yep. press conference of biting off kneecaps. I think Chris Collinsworth even mentioned this last night. But that team will go to war for that man. And if I'm the rest of the NFL, watch out. I know in Kansas City when the schedule came out, oh, the Lions, we're going to cupcake that one. We're going to walk all over them. And I think I said to Mike right away, no, that is a dogfight. And they're going to be in a lot of dogfights this year. Could be trouble uh, down the stretch running into the playoffs. Those dogfights do lead to injuries. And what does that injury bug do to that team when it hits? Uh, That's a good football team that will put some things together. Lions over 9.5 for me. Mike? Yeah, I have them um, over 9.5. I have them as the bandwagon team looking at their schedule. I think that they are the Vikings this year. (laughs) I think that they have some close games, but they come out on top. And I am with you. I think they 100% pull a Giants or a Vikings in the playoffs this year. Um, They put a big turd up in the playoffs first round um, if they don't have a bite, because it is possible. Um, Like I said, bandwagon team, I think that they still have a few more years before they they really get to be good. Dave. Yeah, I, I think this is a pretty special group. Uh, I am going to go the other way, actually. I'm going to take the under. I got them, like, right at nine. 
Um, it, like we said, this division's up in the air. It's not going to be amazing. Uh, someone's going to surprise some people if, it, if it's outside the Lions that win it. Um, but, I mean, they got some really good pieces. I mean, that Gibbs kid, we didn't see a whole lot of him last night, but he is insanely fast, and he's got a lot of talent. Um, and the defense played well. The Hutchinson is a stud. Um, but it's going to come down to golf and how consistent he can be at a great year last year. Uh, but for some reason, I just have a feeling they're going to battle some injuries this year, and they're not going to be a bad team. But I, I, I don't know if they'll be enough to get through the year. So I got them in about eight to nine wins. I don't know if NBC is going to do this for the rest of the year. I found it interesting that they mic'd up Hutch's parents in the crowd last night. Yeah. What? Very. Smoke show. Jeebus. I'm telling you. Jeebus. I, 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 Jesus Christ. It took an hour and we went off the rails. (laughs) These next two divisions, I would love to just cancel. Uh, Nothing exciting out of them, but we will go through them because we respect all 32 teams somewhat equally. Start with the bottom of the NFC South. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six and a half wins. Um, You know, they did some... I saw interesting thing on Twitter, or X now, whatever you want to call it. They had the Brady effect where they took on the south side of the stadium, the concourse that was like an open pavilion area, and they added a bunch of temporary bleachers that added like 3,000 seats when Brady was there. Those are magically gone. Their season <laughs> ticket sales are down. Um, uh, this might be the bucks that we knew a few years ago before Brady showed up. Um, Bruce Arians got out at the right time. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, you very well. I think this is another one that you will see an open head coaching position uh, before the end of the year. Give me the Bucks under six and a half. Mike? Yeah. Uh, Dave? Boys, I'm riding the Baker Mayfield train this year. I'm not going to say they're going to win the division. I just think they're definitely going to win over six games. Um, If Baker can just not be an idiot and just keep the ball in his own players' hands, they'll be able to compete. The defense has some solid pieces. Uh, Let's not forget they have Mike Mike, uh, Evans. I think that that's right. Yeah, yeah. One of the better wide receivers, uh, Chris Chris Godwin's unbelievable. Um, I think that rookie—he's not a rookie, but their running back uh, is a stud. White. Um, they'll be able to compete, especially in this division. I mean, that's the only, that's their only saving grace. But I do have them going over. Carolina Panthers, new head coach down there, new quarterback down there. Seven and a half wins is where Vegas has them. I sense some growing pains in the great state of Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that them and the Bucks will be battling for the seller, for who's going to have that fourth-place schedule. I think they come out in the third-place spot on that one. Uh, I don't – seven's a perfect number here. So I think seven is the number. I don't think they go, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) 
seven is their win total, which would make this an under for me. Dave, are you doing construction? I'm not, sorry. Um, I have them going under. I just, you know, first round draft pick, you know, it's this isn't Alabama anymore. Um, I, yeah, I, I sense some struggle early. Um, and I, I just don't – I was surprised by the total. I mean, they. I, I don't know many of the weapons they have, but a rookie quarterback, everything's kind of brand new down there, so I don't see him winning over seven games. And Mike. The Atlanta Falcons, the team that has started to put some things together, I think eight is the number here, so eight and a half uh, right on the money. Um, But I I have them at eight wins and another year under 500, but a respectable eight and nine uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, There's there's really only one decent team in this division, and it's not the Falcons, Mm -hmm. so under. Mike? Yeah, I can see the Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers all going seven and ten. Um, I also have under here. If you'd like Desmond Ritter, I do like some of the young talent how hits on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like you said, then I think that they are probably moving up, but um, I think they're only saving grace this year that they get to battle out with a very weak division. Um, yep. So they Dave. Yeah, I got them under as well. Um, you know, it, I don't know. You know, Ritter's a question mark and what he can do. And uh, they do have some nice pieces. London's a great wide receiver. Love to see him get more touches. Uh, B. John, if he lives up to the hype. Um, this is a team that could be pretty exciting in a couple of years probably, but just not this year. The New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr will finally host a playoff game as he quarterbacks these Saints. Uh, they are at nine and a half, and uh, I am going to go over on this one. Uh, the Saints, I see them 6-0 and against their division. They'll find four more wins in there, and, uh, yeah, over. So I'll go to Dave. Yeah, I got them over. I got them running away with the division. Um, I mean, obviously, Derek Carr is – you know, not amazing, but he's pretty solid. I think it's going to be better than playing Jameis Winston. Uh, so I see them winning over 10. Their defense is always solid, and he's got some nice weapons with Olave. Mike? Yeah, they are the clear division winner for me. I think that uh, Derek Carr is the second coming of Drew Brees. Uh, they are excited. No, I really think that oh, Derek boy. basically had, had a, a dark cloud uh, over there with him with the Raiders, and I think that this is going to be a rejuvenation year, and they're going to really let Carr dictate the offense and what he wants to do and, and kind of go into some of, uh, some of the uh, opportunities that he has with that, uh, that young wide receiver class, you know, Olave, um, and I think he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to do, which is which is awesome. I think he's a great quarterback. I really do. I just think that he was uh, under really bad circumstances. So rejuvenation year, and they win the division, and they go over the question about the Saints is not if they win this division, but when. So, yeah, I'm thinking somewhere around that week 14 mark, we could have a division champ down there in the NFC South. Let's go to the absolute and complete 
dumpster fire that is the NFC West. The lowest win total, the projected number one overall pick in the draft, the team that does not plan on activating Kyler Murray this year, the Arizona Cardinals. Vegas has it three and a half wins, and I hate to say it, they're going under. Dave? Yeah, I I was wondering about this this total because I didn't know that they weren't going to activate Kyler. I didn't know. I see. I don't know if he's just not healthy or if that's just a team decision. Um, Late ACL tear. But yeah, yeah. I I didn't know if it was still the ACL or if he's going to be ready to go and they're just not going to play him. But um, you know, anyway, nothing to say here. Going under their head coach gives me the creeps. So. <laughs> You're not wrong. Mike? Yeah, uh, this is the worst team in football. This is the uh, Houston Texans of yesteryear. Uh, they are awful. They are going to win one game this year, and it's going to be like a complete fluke. Don't give us a further pass backwards that gets, I don't know. They are going to win one game. It very well could be a week 18 win. That's true. Yeah. Wrestling start. This is a team I'm that looking is for tanks. This is a team that is tanking without actually saying they're tanking. Yes. The LA Rams. Six and a half is their total. Um, McVay probably should have retired and just walked away on a semi-high <laughs> note with that team. Uh, they are in a complete and utter rebuild from the cap hell that they put themselves in. Um uh, Another one. They're they're going to be better than the Cardinals, but I think it comes down to the Rams, Colts, and Cardinals for that number one pick. I think those three will be your one, two, three in whatever order it shakes out to be in the draft coming up in Detroit next year. But uh, under on the Rams for me, Dave. Yeah, I got him going under. I saw the tough news of Cup isn't is not available week one. That obviously doesn't help their cause. Uh, not much to say. Stafford's getting older. He was kind of hurt last year. Their O line was absolutely atrocious last year, uh, which didn't help him. So, yep, got him under. Same here. I echo Dave. They are under. Um, I think all injuries. I think Cooper Cup the The Seattle Seahawks, nine and a half wins. Geno Smith, quarterback for the Seahawks. Pete Carroll is somehow still topside with us coaching in an NFL game. Um, Nine and a half, I think nine's the number here for them. Um, Not a whole lot to say. Really weak division. They're the only thing that will keep the 49ers from completely running away with this division. Um, But I think nine is their number. So under for the Seattle Seahawks. Mike? Yeah, I'm with you. I got nine as well. The Seahawks, I think, beat up off the Cardinals pretty bad. They beat the Rams, so that's four wins uh, under their belt. And then, you know, they get So I'm with you. I don't think he knows the guy. I do think that he overperformed last year. I think Seattle wants to get behind him. 
it's kind of that underdog story. Uh, but I just don't, I don't think he's the guy or has the talent to come to the team to attendance this year. So I'm going to go under. They did pay him as if he was the guy. Yeah. But Dave, nine and a half for the Seahawks. Where are you at? Over. Over and a surprising maybe division winner. Um, you know, it. hopefully the defense can stay healthy. Uh, I'm not a, a fan of Jamal Adams. I'm pretty sure he's still there. Um, but I think he got injured really early last year and, like, didn't play. So he should be probably coming back soon. Uh, that only helps. He picked up the kid from Illinois, Witherspoon. He's a stud. Uh, so hopefully the defense can just be a hair better than last year. And all Geno needs to do is just not turn the ball over. I mean, he's got plenty of weapons. I mean, Metcalf is insane. Lockett's still playing at a high level in the slot. And then you add this kid from Ohio State, the Jackson Smith. That kid could take off and maybe be their their wide receiver too. Um, It's an exciting team. Then Kenneth Walker obviously came on last year. If he can stay healthy, I can see this team competing in the division and winning the division. All right, and last but not least, the San Francisco 49ers, a team that is, when you look at how their salary caps are structured in the coming years, they're all in. Uh, Big contract extension for Bosa this year, but uh, it gets a little hairy. It's similar to the Rams and the cap hell that they have put themselves in. Uh, and the Bosa contract didn't help anything. Um, I'll have to check myself, but I believe it was nine players accounted for $190 million in cap hit next year. That's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Cap going to be somewhere in that 240 mark. Uh, you can't fill out the rest of your 53-man with that. Um, so they're at 10 and a half now. Um, I do think that they will go over, but eventually the Shanahan system that he has going on of going outside the norm of what is the NFL of not really having a star quarterback but being an elite team, I don't think it catches up to him this year, but I think with weapons that they will have to lose next year, their winner, winner go home for the 2023 season. So I will go over on the 49ers this year, and it'll be really interesting to see what they do in about six months in the offseason. Mike? Yeah, I've 12 wins this year. Um, it's really interesting with them having basically three starting quarterbacks last year, and then all uh, three of them getting injured with Trey Lance and, uh, and, and Purdy and Jimmy uh, G, and then obviously Trey Lance and Jimmy G being gone this year. Uh, I am a little bit concerned about Brock Purdy's health this year. Uh, I do think that he did 100% of Rich Beaver. I think he leaked that game manager, and I think that they get 12 wins. Luckily for them, you know, they did pick up Sam Darnold um, as their, their backup. So if something does happen, it's not like Christian McCaffrey's going to be quarterbacking the playoffs, right? Um, which is really interesting. And you heard the story about uh, how they were going to um, actually sign, uh, if they made it to the Super Bowl last year, they were going to sign, who's the old San Diego quarterback that retired? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers? Yeah. They said, I saw that they were actually going to sign him, which would have been pretty interesting uh, to see Philip Rivers in the Super Bowl. But neither here nor there. I think that Purdy does uh, stay healthy, and I think that he's a uh, game manager enough with all the weapons of Debo and CMC, and they just have a, a, an amazing uh, defense as well. So they win 12, they win uh, 
Dave, wrap us up here. Yeah, I think the total is like dead on. I can see 10, I can see 11. I don't see more than 11, but I'm going to say Seattle and them both kind of around that 11 win mark. So I'll say over, sadly. Um, It, you know, I see a lot of people still saying like Purdy needs to prove himself and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, he's young and he wasn't a high draft pick, but I mean, he's shown enough consistency last year. Didn't turn the ball over. I mean, he had a tough injury. I hear everything went smoothly with surgery and all that. Uh, the, the kids, I mean, the kids are real deal, and it's kind of behind, uh, behind Shanahan because he's a good coach. You know, he, he called the right plays. He's got plenty of weapons, uh, and this defense is always unreal. So even if he doesn't play at a high level, like Mike said, they have Sam Darnold, who is way better than what he's shown. What he's shown. So he could easily uh, bring this offense into the playoffs. Well, that wraps up our picks for win totals for all 32 teams for the 2023 NFL season. Before we part, uh, Mike, any words for our wonderful listeners? No, just uh, happy to be here. Uh, happy to be with you guys. and looking forward to another amazing uh, football year. And, and thank God football's back. I mean, geez, it just seemed like the offseason just took forever this year, uh, trying to kind of battle between NBA and basketball to peak my sports interest, which kind of sucks. But uh, football's back, y'all. Let's go. Dave, parting words. None. Just football's back, and like Mike said, let's go. Let's have a fun season. We will be back next week, and we're excited to be back for season two of Pick'em with Dan, Dave, and Mike. Uh, Next week will be standard programming, as we'll call it. We'll have our 10 picks uh, across the NFL schedule. We'll also have the Danda Crazy Parlay of the Week the sicko teaser, and uh, what what I have penned right now is the Drunk Mike special, but he may have a name for us. All right. So we'll be back with our regular programming. Enjoy week one of the 2023 season. Again, this has been Pick'em with Dan, Dave, and Mike, powered by Riverside. Powered by Riverside FM.